using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married. But you know what I mean? I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. podcast where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, one of your hosts, uh, of course, here with Marnie Kinris. She's a best-selling author and relationship expert. Um, we have our voice of man in the show today, or on the show today, who's a very funny comedian who's also on a podcast on the Sideshow Network called Keeping It PC. Chase Anthony's on the show. Well, hello, ladies. Hey, hello. How are you guys? Good. Good. Yeah. Well, Kristen's a little bit tired, she was I am very tired. I was, I've had a flight in last night and um, I'm a really bad flyer, so I can't really... Me too. Yeah, I have a lot of anxiety. I've actually gotten better with the help of like anxiety medicine and alcohol (laughs) and just... With the help of drugging herself to go into a plane. To be honest with you, it's also gotten to the point where I'm okay. I'm like, you know what? I'm tired. If we go down... (laughs) That's fine. It's fine. I'm I'm done. <laughs> I'm totally hilarious, cool. Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Facing it. Uh, yeah. Totally. Just accepting it. No, I, I I don't know. I feel like people hate me on flights. Hate you on flights? Yeah. The male stewardess just kept yeah, bumping, they probably do. bumping me, bumping me. Well, I, are you I, putting your elbow in the aisle? No, I don't think. I'm not even a big guy. And then, oh, no. And then huh. uh, I recently flew and they chose to put uh, a dog. A guy had a what a service animal, but it was a German Shepherd, which was the biggest. Wait, like uh, that dog goes beside that dog. guy over there. I thought you were going to say it was a German. No, I was, <laughs> and he just kept laying on our feet. No, what? was he? Yeah, where yeah, did kept, they put him? No, they kept he kept laying on our feet, and then eventually Wait, they told us that we have to we can either get off the flight or <gasps> sit somewhere else, and we were paying wow. for. Wow, what? Is right behind. What first airline were you flying? It was a. Uh, I want to say Delta. <gasps> oh, I flew Delta. That's yeah, what I, I, this is the first time that I wrote a letter. You should. Um, I wrote a letter. You know how angry someone has to be to actually you know write a letter? A black person has to be <laughs> right. to write a letter and <laughs> to, to write to write anything. <laughs> yeah. To proofread. I, I, I had it proofread. I sent right. it to all. I sent it to Good everybody. You. Good for you. And then I sent it to them. And then they gave me like. 10% so, off. I was like, this is. 10% stupid. off first class next time you fly. I should have sent a picture. So, I don't think that they could hear I was black in, in my email. <laughs> I think they would have. Right, right. That's the thing. <laughs> Yeah, you should just at the end write, I'm black, by the way. Like, <laughs> we knew, by the way, you were spelling. Just kidding. Right away, like, hey, no. <laughs> was the dog just curious? Was the person with the service animal, were they obviously in need of a service animal? Or was it like, this person doesn't really need a service yeah, animal? this is just their dog. By the way, he was communicating with us. You could see like, ah. So why was oh, the dog maybe, lying on maybe, his feet? Maybe it was so No, the first, the, it was me and another black guy, funny. Oh, and, that's funny. And the dog and the right. dog hated you, by the way, yes, right? Yeah, obviously. it was like a, racist it was a German dog. shepherd. I think that's why the dog was there. Yeah, they didn't yeah. want to tell us. Yeah. Um, and then the the dog just you, the dog knew he had nowhere to go, so the dog went in the seat. Now the guy's tucked up under the thing. What? He's looking at us, and I'm like, all right. So now he goes out. He comes back. The another guy that's not even on a flight comes and says, "Hey, could you guys step off?" Now we look like those guys, right? Right now, nobody knows. Everybody sees. Everyone it. thinks you're to blame at this point, right? Especially in the back. Especially yeah. in the back, because yeah, they, they think that we're happening. just holding up the flight, right? And this poor guy with this German Shepherd service dog, like it's not a baby German Shepherd. This is a full grown <laughs> papa. 
German Shepherd. Like this dude yeah. got kids. The dog got kids, and you're doing and this. a job. Right. Well, this is not very comfortable for you. So, so what you're saying is the dogs were not turned on by you, which leads me into <laughs> a topic for today. Yeah, Marnie, segue. Marnie, so thank left, you very much. Marnie left it up to me to introduce the topics for today. Yeah, so she starts talking about dogs on an airplane. That's what I like to talk about. I know. You I'm sorry. Do I'll still make it. But we're talking about turn-ons for women today and getting sexual. On the second half of the show, or possibly on the first half, we'll see when she calls in, we have uh, Jess, who was on our show in the past. Just a lesbian. Just a lesbian. People might know her, would know her. Yes, would know possibly. her, because that's the only way that we refer to her. That She's on the phone. She's that's, on the phone. Okay, she knows so we call she, her just a lesbian. Yes, exactly. So. She's heard it before. She's not. We've got Chase, the black guy, just the lesbian. <laughs> Barney, the Jew, and Kristen, the perfect one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's exactly how it works. Hey, Jess, are you there? Hey. Hey. Oh my God, I'm freezing. Where are you? Where do you live? Philadelphia. Ugh. I was just in New York. It's, like, it's cold. All of those places are cold. I talked to my family in Toronto. They're, they're freezing as well. But I was just saying on our show. But anyway, today, about the weather. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we're talking about turn ons today, how to turn a woman on. And I said that I, you know, you wrote to me about your techniques and skills for turning a woman on and pleasuring a woman. And I wanted to make Kristen really super uncomfortable. So I was like, yes, we are bringing <laughs> Jess back on the show. I have my hand sanitizer next to me. Exactly. She's like curled up on a ball right now because she and like sucking her headphones. Thumb. My friends have made fun of me and told me that I should dip myself in Clorox. So. <laughs> No. Who said that? My my mother? <laughs> exactly. But we want to hear from you because we want to, we, you know, right now, the big phenomenon is the 50 Shades of Grey. Gray. It's all about women open ups, opening up sex, sexually, um, being sexually pleased, being okay with it. We want to hear from you, your techniques for pleasuring okay. a woman and what makes you such a master in the bedroom. First thing that people should know is, is that, you know, seduction and, and, Getting a woman to that point really starts in the mind first. And I think that's why, like, this whole Fifty Shades of Grey stuff, so true. you know, is making it so big is that, you know, it creates such an image in their head. And it's also something that's, you know, pretty taboo um, as far as, you know, the, the heterosexual world is concerned. Yeah. Um, and I think that's also why, you know, a lot of straight women um, are attracted to me because, you know, it, being with another woman is something that's usually taboo for them yeah. as well. So I think that just kind of makes it easier. Um, so, you know, again, it's, it's not even just about the approach. I mean, it's like even after that, um, getting somebody to, and I'm not even saying getting them to come home with me because they usually elect to. So that's uh, why we like fine. Jess Lesbian. I think yeah. being very strong and, and not necessarily assertive, but but sure of, of your decision. So okay. if I'm flirting with somebody, I know that that's the decision I'm making and they um, you know, they damn well know that I'm making that decision okay. and, and they like that. So they it's like, intention. Um, somebody taking control. Okay. So they don't have to decide. Okay. So can, can you explain okay. that a little bit? Sounds like, like rape. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. So how, how, how can you make that distinction so that it doesn't sound like rape um, or that it doesn't sound superly sec, like superly overly sexual and super creepy? Because some guys take that too far uh, like they'll ask us, you know, how do you escalate a woman? How can I inject sexuality into the conversation without creeping out women? So how do you do it so that women are turned on by it rather than being turned off by it? Okay, well, uh, usually like um, when I go out, I'm usually going out dancing. Um, so I'm very good at that. So most of the time um, that just initiates everything because I, I, I used to be a, um, a Latin dancer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's something that's very sexual just in nature anyway. And when women are comfortable with you with that, not only am I dancing with them in a more sexual manner, but I'm also leading them and I'm looking in their eyes. It's not something that is overly creepy because it's we're in an environment where that feeling is already existing. Right. And you're also owning your so sexuality. Something like that that you're okay it, with it. Yeah. Yeah. So something makes that easier. Okay. Uh, I don't think that having too much flirty conversation is a good thing. I think comments here and there, and they don't have to be sleazy. Um, I think men just don't know how to maybe talk to a woman right. and know the words that maybe could turn her on or the type of voice that you can use. I mean, I could I could sit there and, and just tell a woman how adorable she is, but the way I say it is a little bit more sexual in nature. Could you give us an example? So show us, like, don't say it like this. Say it like this instead. So how how would your okay, voice sound like, differently? Like, um, well, give me a phrase. Give me something that a guy would normally say to you. 
Uh, so well, actually, we have a we have I Chase with us. What would Chase say to a woman? Chase is very I, so, smooth. So, so then, what I would just be introducing myself. I would, yeah, I would more so introduce myself. Hello, my name is Chase. No, but, but saying something like that's oh, okay, more so. that's a little bit flirty. Like, oh, you're very cute. You're flirting with her. What is something that you would say that could possibly come off as is kind of sleazy? Then, then you can talk about the way they smell, like you know your perfume. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, I, you I love the way you good. smell. Yeah. So, yeah. so a creepy guy would be like, oh damn, man, you smell delicious. Like, <laughs> all right. De- Do you like tuna salad? Because that's what I smell like right now. The delicious smell. What What does delicious smell like? Tell me. So just let's let's use that example of oh you smell well, I'm actually I've actually said that to people like there okay. was there was a girl um that I would run into and uh, and she always smelled wonderful and I knew the scent so if I were to say it I would probably just go up to her maybe put my hand on her hip you know and maybe just kind of lean over a bit not enough where like you could feel their breath you know where they could right. feel your breath in their ear but just enough where it can be like just a nice whisper and just say, you know, you, you really smell delicious and just walk away. Yeah. It's almost like if you say something like that, you want to say it in a voice that's not really sexual. Right. Because that's like too much. It's right. almost like when you wear big earrings and a big necklace, it's too much. You have right. to wear either big <laughs> earrings or big necklace, one or the other. That's the, for the women listening. But I think for a, for a woman to say it, just the approach is totally different. Because it's not coming off as aggressive. Most guy, most women are used to being hit on all the time. Yeah, so it, yeah but if a, a guy said that to me, like, "Oh, you smell really good," rather than like, "Oh, you smell really good, baby," I'd be like, "Exactly." So it's the delivery, right? It's not about what you're saying; it's if how it, you deliver. Yes, yeah. Sorry, just what were you saying? But if a guy does that, like he's starting to like trying to start a conversation, like you smell really good, and then like you know, what are you wearing and all this stuff, then that's going to seem because he's being invasive. Right. Yeah, so just do the one you question know, and then move to, on into human I just say things. it and walk away. Right. I just say there it and walk away. Yeah, that's sexy. I'm turned on by Jess every yeah. time that she comes on. The show. <laughs> I love you're it. A lesbian. Yeah, I am a lesbian. I'm a partial lesbian. Um, but Jess, I want to I want to get into like the nitty gritty. So this is I love this. It's fantastic. You're talking about you know sparking a woman's mind first. Uh, ways to but not sparking it too long, right? Like moving on. Right. In the no, it's, it's gotta be yeah, quick. And I mean, I've been in situations where um, women and and straight women have actually just like instantaneously like one one girl had pulled me out of a club and said i want to make love to you tonight really like most people don't get that to happen to them I, I told my father-in-law that you were coming on the show and like that you sleep with straight women. And he's like, what? What does this woman do? He's like, he was about to come down to the podcast to get some tips from you. So guys, that's amazing that you actually you have, have a very straight... intimate relationship with your father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's what I do. So of course I'm going to talk about it. And he's fascinated by it. But yeah, I love that. That a, like a straight woman, woman will say to you, like, I'm that turned on that I want to sleep with you right now. Okay, so let's get let's cut to being in the bedroom with a woman or being at her apartment or your apartment? Like, what are your moves? That's like my favorite part. Yeah. Usually, you know, I have, like, my routine. I mean, not just when they're there, but, like, my routine is not necessarily different. So, you know, if somebody's coming over, like, you know, early evening, during the early evening, I have a glass of wine and have, like, you know, hors d'oeuvres. That's just how I am normally by myself. Um. You know, I usually have music on or, or whatever the case may be. So when they come over, I already have that. And I think they're not used to that. They're not used to someone having something kind of prepared, not for them as an special, but just something that's like, hey, they're, they're a kind of prepared person. And that's, that's nice. It feels nice. And it's something comforting. It's not overwhelming, you know. And I think that makes them kind of ease into things. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's... And and maybe for the guys this would be helpful. So if it's a if it's a woman who is straight, um, that has come over, um, you know, you this feel would be their first time with more. me. And this, mm-hmm. it, you know, especially when they're with a guy for the first time, it's their first time with him anyway. Right. And a woman really wants to feel safe. So I'm dealing with a lot of women who have never had this experience before. So on top of body insecurities or anything else. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. They don't know what's going to happen. Like, they just have no concept. And and one of the biggest things to let them know is, listen, if I start to do something that you don't like, stop me. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just stop me. If there's an area that you're not comfortable with me going to, just stop me. If you are not comfortable doing something to me, just, you know. And that's, attra- and that's okay. attractive in and of itself when you say yeah. something like that. Yeah, I mean, you have to let them know that it's their 
They're their making choice. a choice of how of how they want things done. Have you, Jess, have you ever been, have you ever, this is kind of a side note, have you ever been in the situation where you're not the one in the control, in control, and the other person is like seducing you more so? Because you sound like, oh yeah, I love that. Really? Because you sound like you're really, you know what you're doing. And it seems like it would be hard to flip-flop it, you to the other side. There, um, there have been, most of the women that I've um, dated for a long time that I've actually chosen to be in relationships with, they were very, very seductive towards me, and I love that. Yeah, like it's like I, I may be a lesbian, and I, I have the emotional fortitude of a woman, but I, like sexually, my mind still is kind of like, like that masculine side. So, like a coy smile and nice eyes, you know, it, it, it's gonna get me every time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, I love when women are seductive. no. That's and good. Think, that's good. And I think women love to be seductive, and women do like to please the person that they're with. Absolutely. But. You know, they have to also feel safe that they're allowed to to fall into that role. And I don't think men understand how to let a woman feel that way. So is it is it really just sense? yes, of course. So is it really just with that statement saying you know you're safe, you can choose whatever it is that you want to do, or is there is there a way that you express that through your body language? Oh no, through... I'm I'm still doing everything. But like if I start getting into an area, like there was uh, one of the women the first time she came home with me. Um, you know, she she had already had like you know two kids. Um, she didn't like anybody like going near her breast, I guess, because she had breastfed and like all this stuff, yeah. which is fine. And I said that's okay. You know, I'll just I'll just do other things and and whatever. And you know, I made sure that she you know was telling me how she felt. You know, I was really listening to to her breathe. You know, I was paying attention to how her body moves when I touched certain parts of her. Um, and finally, like after after hitting a, a a couple of different areas on her body, I, I kind of crawled back up onto her body and I looked at her in the eyes and said, you know, I'm going to try this. And if you don't like it, you let me know. And it turned out to be like her favorite thing. Perfect. I love that. So yeah. tell me what so her favorite thing was. Like getting them comfy <laughs> in different areas. And then it's like, hey, you're already, you know, you're already down like, you know, licking every part of me. You might as well do this too. <laughs> you know, by that point, they're, they're cool with it. Okay, so what was her favorite thing? Because we want to hear some techniques now that we can pass on to the guys and women that are listening as well because the women can uh, say that they want these things and the men can do these things to women. So let's hear the technique. Well, it's so funny because, Kristen, I was actually thinking about you the other day. No! Um, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, was well, it at night? You're a fan, you know? Oh, okay, right. Fan. You always think about this. Yes. And you always talk about it. Yes. And and so I was thinking about the episode where, where George Costanza became like really smart because he stopped having sex. Yes. Yes. Love that episode. Okay. So it's like, it's like his dick gets in the way. Right. Right. So, um, so essentially during sex and I feel bad for the guys sometimes, but like their dick gets in the way. Right. Cause yeah. it stops them from so many other things. Like when, when I, when I'm having sex with somebody, like I am using my entire body on them. Mm-hmm. Like I am, right. I will use one my elbows. I will slide my entire body on their entire body. Yeah. And when a guy is sitting there thinking just to like, you know, get it in and start pumping away, keep paying attention to her yeah. body. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Totally. I, yeah. I feel like I'm, um, I'm, I'm like George in that I don't have sex, but I'm not smart. Yeah. That's the, that's the ironic <laughs> for that. Getting dumber every I love day. that. Yeah. So start having sex. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, but also, and, um, it's a lot about pressure, you know, and touch, like, you know, don't just hit like, you know, don't just hit their, their breasts and don't just, you know, don't just like lick their clit for a second. And, and I think I, I really feel bad for guys because most of the, the experience and education that they get about sexual encounters are when they're younger and they start watching porn. Right. And God knows that looks awful. Right. I mean, that just does not look enjoyable at all. Well, I think, I think it comes um, down to too, you, 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 you have to ask these questions. You have to talk to women to find this out. And when you're getting most of your advice from other dumb guys, yeah. and right. they're like, oh yeah, you got to yeah. do this and you got to get in there and do this. But I mean, yeah, I'm an orgasm the, from me doing this. Yeah, I'm coming, I didn't even have to touch her. And I'm coming from the background of having sisters. So now I'm like, hey, so I'm, listen, I don't want to know that you're doing this. So let's skip that out. But <laughs> yeah. I need to know what yeah. does yeah. this, what are, where else, where else? And that's when you start learning about like where different places to kiss women to turn them on. Yeah, getting it from a guy is like the blind leading the blind. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I mean, there are other things. So, so as far as if you want, like, you know, do you want detailed techniques? Do you yes. want to like, give you yes. an example? Okay. 
We want, so, we want um, the goods, Jess. Yeah, I have, I have no problem with that. <laughs> so once a woman's in my bed or, you know, cow, I mean, I'll, I'll have sex like anywhere. First of all, I don't like just leave it to the You're bed. Actually, but, doing it currently. You know, right right that, <laughs> you know, that's the majority of examples. So we'll just we'll just go with that. And a lot of times, what I'll do, I'll kiss them first. I love to kiss people, and women love to be kissed. Yeah, they love to be kissed well and slowly at times, but also playfully. Like I can kiss a woman, and all of a sudden, I'll just lick the bottom of her lip for a second. And then I'll go back to kissing her or like I'll hesitate and like I'll let our smiles play or, you know, you kind of have that thing where you're really close, but you can still see their smile and you haven't kissed them yet. So I play a lot. I mean, sex is supposed to be fun. Yeah, exactly. Why not play? It is. So, um, (laughs) and a lot of times like I'll, I'll make sure that I'll talk, you know, I'll talk her through things because again, it starts in the mind. So um, so we may be kissing and, and then I'll say, you know, I, I really love how our smiles play. And then I'll start, you know, if I'm like unbuttoning her shirt, you know, and I start kissing her neck, you know, and I'll stop and I'll check in with her and I'll just look in her eyes for a second. And I just, I just let her know what I'm going to do. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, every, every part of skin that I reveal, I'm going to lick the sweat off it. And by that time, you know, I can just, I can just undress her, take my time. I'll take my hands and like usually I'll stretch my body out on top of her and I'll hold her hands above her head. So my whole body is laying on hers. Um, you know, and at that point I, I'll keep kissing her, but then I'll start moving a little bit and I may, you know, drag my one arm or my one hand like down her side until like I find her ticklish spot. You know, and once I find that I'll I'll probably look at her and smile again. I always make sure it's kinda like, you know, when you're doing anything else, you want to take the time to also check in with them. Yeah. And I think they like that. Are you uncomfortable, Kristen? <laughs> no, my armpits are just sweating. It's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. But, it's, it, but then there'll be a lot of mixtures of, of touches and, and kissing and licking, like pretty much every part of her body. I mean, if I want to turn her over and, and you know, run my run myself, you know, up against her back, I'll do it. You know, and but I always keep talking. I always keep checking in. I always want to know, like, where do you want me to go? Jess, I just had you an idea. What we should have you. We should have you on, and we should do like a segment, like Fifty Shades of Jess. There you <laughs> I go. I really think we should. I, I would believe me right now. It did it, it sixteen below. I would love to be out there. You have no idea. <laughs> I would Warm, make it warming up the ladies. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I'm I'm going to interrupt you, know, you because I want to have you back ahead. another time because we actually have to wrap up this first half of the show. But I love all of the of, of the techniques that you have provided so far. Um, I would love to have you back on so you can again talk about like what to do. Yeah, because they are all so true. It's coming from a woman who knows a woman, and I don't like to talk about these things. I know I didn't even get to like my favorite part of the body yet. Exactly. Well, let's let's just right. hear thirty more seconds. What's your favorite part of the body, and what do you do with it? Uh, my favorite part of the body, um, I love the G spot, but there's also the U spot, the A spot, and of course their clit. Women love external stimulation, kind of like what we yes. did last time, bringing finger blasting back. Yeah. That's definitely something that needs to be done and needs to be done slowly and playfully oh, because it will make her ready for um, for all the pressure Please. that you're going to put against her. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? You know what? Actually, I, if I can ask you to do this, you don't have to say yes. Would you... I'll probably say yes if it's you. <laughs> either make, not a video, but like either a video recording of yourself, like telling people how to do this. And I can, I can give this away um, to the people that listen to this podcast. Or if you could write it out and then obviously, you know, promote your own radio show because you have a radio show too. Um, that would be awesome if you're open to doing that. So what do you want me to do? Do you want me to make a video? So Or, or like whatever it is, but giving the guidance on like how to... Pleasure, the G spot, the O spot, the X spot, the Z spot. Yeah, all of that stuff. We're like writing it down. I'll do that. Okay, perfect. That would be great. So for the listener of the show, um, yeah, that's what's going to happen. We're doing barter on the show because we don't have enough time to cover the rest of it. But look out for that. And as soon as we get it from Jess, we'll pass it on to you guys. But Jess, thank you so much for being on the show. Please plug yourself and tell people where to listen to you. Um, You can actually find me on my website, uh, B wjphl.com. Um, that's also the same as my uh, my Twitter. So either way. Okay, but you have 
you're doing a radio show or a podcast or something, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a radio show. It's live. It's on Thursday night, 7 o'clock. It's called Lesby Real Radio. Cool. Uh, you can look it up at lesbyrealradio.com or uh, G-Town Radio is an app that you can you can download and listen to it live. I like that name. That's okay, cute. perfect. Yeah, everybody should go listen to that because I think it's, it, it is interesting yeah. to hear how, you know, uh, lesbians relate to each other because you're, you're you know you're both trying to pick up the same person so I'm sure there's a lot more yeah. information they can learn besides sexual techniques. And, and once you I mean once you're gay which is a taboo anyway I mean yeah. sex is like our favorite thing I mean so it's not you know it's not so taboo for us so we're very open about talking about I it. I love it. Well thank Unlike, you so you know, much. A lot of heterosexuals are very have a very big problem talking about it. Oh for sure. I used to love the show, The L Word. Oh, anyway, I'm going to go on too long. Anyway, we got to go, Jess, but thank you so much for being on the show and everybody should check out, uh, say it again, Lesby... Lesby Real Radio. Lesby Real Radio. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, we'll be back after this break. We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the baseball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle. And that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty, and you'll find out all about it. Welcome back to our uh, show. We're, of course, here with Chase Stone. We just got off the phone with Jess the Lesbian, who had amazing tips, and it's amazing. showing Chase up. But Chase is not a black sh- dude, so not- it means you're smooth. I you wouldn't could be just as smooth, I'm sure. I wouldn't say that she was showing me up. She was just, she was talking about the, the parts that men miss. But, yeah. and, and we understood why men miss them, because they're talking to other dummies. And they're looking well, at Well, and because they don't have a vagina, breast, yeah. and all of our erogenous zones. So, so, of course. You got to have a couple female friends you ask these questions to that it doesn't, yeah. it's not uncomfortable for them or you asking these questions. It's like, oh, what's this? What's this? And she says, oh, I like it when a guy does this. Well, does you this. were lucky that you grew up with sisters. Right. But a lot of guys don't, you know, they're not lucky to have that mm-hmm. um would you suggest that guys ask their female friends and like if they were to ask their female friends about this stuff how, how would they phrase it how would you suggest phrase, phrase it? it exactly how it is how do i pleasure a woman because right now i'm not okay and it's that it can be that simple yeah. it's like yeah so listen so when i'm in there this is what i'm doing she'd be like yes that's what every guy does that's crazy <laughs> and it's stupid because i'm just faking it yeah that's what time. i'm saying and then Oh, and then once you hear that, like, so do y'all really fake it? And you're like, yeah, okay, so listen, how do I get them to stop faking it? And how do I get them to come back? That's your thing. Like, you don't know how to get them to come back. You don't know how to keep, like, you you don't want to scare them away the first time. Do you know how to get them to come back? Yes, there's there's many layers. And how uh, do you do it? To chase. It's... It's it's being aware. It's being present. Like you said, most, most, or so like just said, most guys are in for the end game, but know how to get to your end game because ultimately that's her end game too. So, you know, she wants, she wants to feel comfortable. She wants to know that you're paying attention to her. She wants to be listened to. She wants to know that you wanted to know how her day was, not just how her crotch is. So how do you remain present when you don't really give a shit about how her day was? Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Clench your teeth and just 
Are you like, no, how was that- your day? Then, it, then it's, then it, it is, then it is being more forward with it. It, it. Listen, if this is my end game, this is the time slot that I have for it. And most women sometimes, depending on where you guys are in your relationship, she accepts that. Right. Absolutely. Uh, well, and they like when guys take charge. A lot of guys don't say what they want. They just try to do Most guys awkward, don't say what they want. They do awkward stuff to insinuate. No, 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 no. She's an adult. Tell her. Right. And then exactly. I think that's actually what we respond to and respect and are attracted to. Yeah. And I think some guys can get butt hurt over not. Honesty. Yeah. Over her. Not. Yeah. And he can't handle it can't so handle much. It. Yeah, but you seem like you could handle it no matter what was thrown your way. You'd be like, that's cool. Well, because when you have sisters that say the harshest stuff to you, you're like, did you ever talk to your sisters about sexual stuff? I've never talked to my brother about sexual stuff, thank God. I don't (laughs) talk to them, but I have female friends I've known 12, 13 years. So so they're like, some of them are like sisters in some ways, but I can talk to them freely about everything as well as I try to make myself aware. Like, yeah. all, all it takes is one bad experience. Yeah. My first experience was the worst experience because I didn't know what was going on. And I never wanted to feel that way again. <laughs> right. right. So it's good yeah. that you asked other people so that you could correct or improve. Nothing being the no. Nothing worse than being powerless with a boner. Yeah. There's, yeah it's got to <laughs> oh be the God. worst. Oh, my God. Um, well, so, I, well I, since you're here, I, we want to take advantage of the fact that you are black. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it a million times. <laughs> Thank you, Mom really and Dad. <laughs> That's why we you brought Mom you and in. Dad. <laughs> the more you know, the more you know. Um, but Marnie, you know, Marnie's in an inter- interracial relationship, and we have you. So we really like to talk about it because I know we have a lot of listeners that are facing this. And right. I don't know if you have experience with it or what well, your thoughts are I live in Minnesota. Okay, so, so you had oh, yeah. I'm from Atlanta and then you put me in Minnesota and it's like this, oh, look how these white women, that's crazy. It's not all did snow, it's have, white people. Did you ever feel that there were limitations for who you could date? Um, I felt like at the beginning, yes, because I mean, you're, you're going based on around you and you're coming from a black parent. So your black yeah. parent naturally tells you, hey, you know, this is what we do. Um, but I know which is stay with your own yeah. people kind of thing. Well, is that well what I mean, because they, they get you in some senses. It, it, there are certain things they, they understand where you're coming from. They, they speak well, the, the same, same thing. I'm, I'm a Jew. So right. I had the same thing. Like other people would say, yeah, you marry a Jew because they understand yeah. you. you have the yeah. same values you exactly. have. Exactly. You come from no the same background. You learn the same stuff in your household. And, right. and when you come home from that stressful day, you can be as expressive as you want. You can be as blunt right. as you want because they get it. Um, sometimes in, in, in a racial relationship, you'll say, hey, so I deal with this today. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, <laughs> like what, do what, you what, mean? what world are you living in that that doesn't happen? Like, no, I got pulled over and then this happened and this yeah. happened. And it's like, well, no, that, that doesn't happen when I get pulled over. Right, right. Let's get pulled over together and see what happens. Yeah. And then you get this. Then that's when it's the reality. It's like this. Oh, okay. So it's not just in the music. It's like no, no, no. We're living in this world. Yeah, different world. And you should be aware of it. But yeah. you know, when you when you grow up, sometimes in a melting pot, it, it's easier to to melt. Yeah. So tell me. So so you used to have that belief that there was limitations to who you could date. But what what broke that for you? My mom told me that I I shouldn't. Like really, that was the first thing. And okay. I moved to Minnesota, and it was it was. It was everywhere. And it was like, oh, okay, well, they do make beautiful women in this color. Like I know, and beautiful women in this color. Me, I'm I'm all across the board. So I, I just see beauty. And I see beauty in different forms, different fashions. Um, that's that has no skin color. Right. You know? So for Not you, yeah. So when you approach, it's the same for every type of woman. Yeah. Me, I got yeah, it's the it's it's the same, but I got put in a box because I grew up in Minnesota for those more important years. So I saw mixed women. So I saw women with black, uh, one black parent and one white parent. Yeah. And for me, that's what I fell into. It's like, oh my god, this beautiful woman. She has this long curly hair, and she might have some different eyes, and she kind of gets both sides of the fence. So it's right. not, I'm not trying as hard, but yeah. So that's how you eased into it. Did you find? Do you find that? Uh, there's a certain type of woman that is easier to approach. Or are there different approaches for each type of woman? Like, would you say a black woman's like this, a white woman's like this, an Asian woman's like this? Are there I differences will, for you? I will say sometimes it depends on the circumstances. Okay. Um, and different situations, different cultures can be approached differently. If 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 you're at a party and it's or you're at a somewhere where it's all white people or, yeah. or something like that, it's she's going to be. Uh, a little bit more, you know, standoffish, like, hey, <laughs> right. why'd you pick me out of all these other white women in here? You had to come over here and try to talk to me. And my dad's right there. My brother's right there. Right. And I don't know how they feel about it. So you could put them in a different situation versus you at Target. 
Right. Where everybody, you got a Mexican person standing over there. It's like, no, right. hey. Well, let's go back to the all-white party. Mm-hmm. And there's a girl who's uncomfortable with being uh, approached by you. How do you battle against that so that you don't let her insecurities or her belief about a situation affect you? I think that it's it's making both people aware like, hey, all right, so, you know, this is a world that we live in. So I exist. And we can move past it like that. Let's let's address the monkey in the room. You know what I'm saying? So or the you, elephant in the room. Like, do you say it out loud? Well, no, it's you you kind of jokingly. Me, I take the joking approach. Right. Like, uh-huh. So what's the joke that you make? Uh, I, am I the token? Huh? Did I not know <laughs> that I was the, the chosen one? Oh, that's right. crazy. There can only be one, and I was chosen. <laughs> Ta-da. And then you take the joking approach, and then she... You're like Black Jesus. Yeah. Ta-da. Ask all your questions. And then you, so you make it more jokingly. And then they're, they're, everybody is a little bit more like, oh, okay, well... Now we're aware that he's black and we're white. Cool. We can right. move on. We've all talk, said it out loud. Now we, we can talk about sports. We can talk about life. We can talk about what goes on. Stressful. Like, we it all is have interesting. I was at Starbucks the other day and there was this beautiful woman in a wheelchair. And, and it was like, <laughs> you were like, oh, I'm really sad because... You're beautiful and you're in your wheelchair. Well, no, but I, that is what I thought for yeah, a split no, second because I, 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 I guess I'm a horrible person. But, but that is what I kind of thought. But like, I went up to her and actually, like, I told my father-in-law, I don't know why I'm having so many stories about my father-in-law. <laughs> They're in town visiting right now. Oh, okay. But I told him afterwards and he's like, you said this to this woman? And I said to her, oh, you're in a wheelchair. How did you get in a wheelchair? Cause you I, said that to her? Are you serious? Yeah. I'm like, what happened? And and she was wonderful about it because there wasn't this elephant in the room. And right. I feel like a lot of people talk, yeah. but you're still thinking she's an old. That's ballsy, though. That you said I know, that, I know it was really like early it. in the morning, and I had two cups of coffee, so I was okay with saying it. But and I had, I had, you know, I, I just feel like I'm thinking it in my head, and that's stopping me from actually connecting to this person. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so why I wanted to say it out loud because that's exactly what you said. Yeah, no, that, she doesn't that's... think that it's a horrible thing about herself, and neither do I. But well, it's something that isn't see, spoken of. Well, because you get the insecurities. You're like, oh, okay, well, I don't know how they got I'm into not it. Supposed I don't to know. Say yeah. And, and what if it it's just happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so it's, it's, the same, on a it's the same in stand up comedy. If you get up on stage and either you have a large ailment or, you know, say you're wearing a cast and you don't talk about it, it's weird. Everyone's going to now be focused on why you're wearing a cast and mm-hmm. you haven't talked about, about it. it. And they're not going to be on board with your jokes. Yeah. So you always have to call out what's happening around you to make other people okay with it and come Right. So I love that that's your approach. Well, because you have to, or else we're stuck in this place where yeah. we're not being yeah. honest. Yeah, but I, I love yeah. the fact that you're saying there are no limitations. You see everybody the same and as options for you. If you are attracted to somebody, you're not going to say, she's Asian. I probably shouldn't go up to her and approach her. Well, once or she's not going to like me because I'm black and she's Asian. Once you start traveling, you start seeing like, Listen, hey. this this is totally different everywhere I go. By the way, dudes, game for everybody. This is my very politically incorrect episode. By the way, dudes, um, white dudes who are kind of dweeby and nerdy, if you want a pretty chick, go Asian. Oh, that's where white dudes winning. can still get winning. really like nerdy white dudes can really get winning. Hot oh, for sure. Women winning in the Asian world. And we listen, we thought that they were coming towards us. No, 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 no. They they're they, going with the white dudes. They and. Who are a little nerdy. With the baddest ones. I'm like, hold on, yeah. tell me, how you, you, you're an Asian one with a black body, but you chose yeah. him? Right. You know what? Forget Wait, it. I've never seen an Asian one with a black body. If I see that, I will three. send her your I've way. seen three. No way. I swear. I've seen three. I've seen three. Wow. I've seen three. In Minnesota wow. or Los Angeles? No. Uh, one of them I've seen in Aruba. I don't know. She she was on vacation. Yeah. So yeah. she could be from anywhere. Yeah. Um, one of my scene, uh, it was with another entertainer. We're not going to put his business out there because I was like, how did you find her? He said, I know. High five. I'm going to keep her. Um, and then uh, he gave her a low five. <laughs> and one I seen out here uh, when I was running because I live in Santa Monica. So I was running one day and literally wow. I wanted to go hug her. Interesting. Look at this unicorn. Well, I I wanted to get to overanalyze this because one of the questions was on interracial dating. We kind of touched on it, but here uh, is the question. I feel women are women regardless of race, but that's how I think. From a woman's perspective, I am sure it's different. What are your top tips on interracial dating? Like, how would you approach a woman that has never dated outside of her race? So you you kind of already answered that, that you, you would just call out the elephant in the room. But is there a way... So for me, when I met my husband, I actually didn't know that he's mixed. Oh. So I didn't know that he was, I actually thought he was Jewish, like, but a really tall Jew. So I was like, 
jackpot, you know? Um, And so when I started dating him and he he, uh, started saying things like, oh, I celebrate Christmas. Oh, my father's black. I was like, what? Like, (laughs) it threw me off completely. And for me, I've talked about it on the show before. In my mind, I came from Toronto. I only really hung out with Jews. That's who I dated. For me, I had this vision of who I was supposed to be with. So Mm -hmm. I never even factored in other people outside of that world. Not because I didn't want it, but because it's like I had put that limitation on myself that this is what I'm supposed to select from. So it was weird to adjust to being with my husband. It's the norm. Yeah, exactly. It was my norm. Not that I was against it or for. I didn't even think of it that way. It was just what I envisioned. And then it started to shift because I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then it opened up my eyes to other you know, possibilities. Well, obviously not like real possibilities because I was with him, but you know what I mean? So um, to answer, I don't even know who wrote this question in. So I wanted to ask one more question of you. So what are other things you can do to, you can't really help somebody be more comfortable with dating outside of their race, but are there things that you may have done in the past or came up against that you've had to overcome? Well, no, you come up against... Like, oh, okay, your parents grew up right. in a totally different era. They believe totally different things. Yeah, your mom thinks like this, but your dad thinks like this. And, of course, that's the way his world is. That's what he sees when he goes to work. That's, right. that's his norm. So now you're creating somewhat chaos because now he's thinking that he has to justify this, that he has to answer for this. He has to come up with all these different things. Mm-hmm. And it depends on, I guess, how she sees the world because we live in such a mixed society nowadays um, with different cultural beliefs. Uh, We have people from India, Asia. We can't act like we don't exist. Right. So either your parents are going to disown you in some senses or you're you're not going to feel comfortable in certain environments um, or you're just going to own that, all right, these people live here too. Sometimes I'm over here and sometimes I'm over here. Sometimes I'm with my white friends. So what I hear you saying is that it's not really up to you to change her point of view. Because that's something that that she has to live with. Because that means that now she doesn't want to, even with social media, now she doesn't want to post this picture because... She's dating this black guy or right, she's dating right. this Asian guy. Yeah, yeah, there's those different pressures. And then when you go home, that's what you hear. You know, you can hear different stuff in your in your household. Like, oh, she don't if she can't use your comb, don't bring her home. Like what? That oh, makes, I've never heard that. that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And so it makes <laughs> sense to you. But this is all you see. So you don't necessarily deal with it. So it can it, it, it can be shocking. Right. You know, it's a culture shock when you just now it's like, oh, I went to college and now, whoa. Right. And so it's different. But then you go on the stereotypes, you hear these different things. And so sometimes sexually is what brings you there. It's like, oh, OK, well, yeah, I have been dealing with this Asian guy, this white guy. And I've heard what they said about them, but I've heard what they said about black guys. And I'm in college, so I'm going to have one. And then now you're like, wow, you you're nothing like my dad said. And I enjoy this part, too. But you are what the stereotype said. So I'm going to stay here. Right. But right. So it's for them to you know, mm-hmm. they have to get over whatever's in their way. It's the same thing. I think for if other you try it out, I think you realize it's not as scary as the world makes it out to be. Yeah. And then you go from there. Yeah. yeah the main point that you're and everyone to say, will deal like there's a quote that says something like it's kind of a cheesy quote and I can't even believe I'm gonna say it, but it's like be be you and the world will well, adjust around you. Yeah, that's yeah. Absolutely. And that's it's true. yeah. So yeah, and if that, you that's, decide that's the path you wanna take, your family will adjust, things will adjust unless you come from this insane you know, stretch but no matter what, family or something. The girl would have to be somebody like, murder you, that but. you would want to be with who's like, screw that. I don't care what my family thinks. I'm really into right. you. But mainly what I'm hearing you saying, because I, I think that the question that the guys, this guy who's asking um, and the guys who have asked me this question in the past, the limitation lies within themselves mm-hmm. that they believe that because they're Asian or because they're Indian or because they're black, whatever it is, they can't approach this type of woman. Well, they, and, and, then, of and you can't look at it as like, you can't tell me what love looks like for me, right. you know, and, and so or once, what desire looks like for exactly. you. Exactly. And so that removes all those boundaries for me. And if, if women looked at it like this, like, dad, you can't tell me what love looks like for me. That That's an easier approach. And if the world looks like that, then, you know, we, we have too many mixed babies walking around here, whether they're right. Asian, black, whether they're Filipino. And, and like we have so many mixed. It's, just, it, it's you can't tell me what love looks like. You can't tell me that, you know, if, if I fall in love with a white woman with blue eyes and blonde hair, oh, my God, you're this. No, that. Yeah. She loved me. Yeah. So you yeah. go after whatever you want. Exactly. And so for me, you know, if I fall in love with this beautiful mixed 
Brace I love baby. how polite he's being. If I fall in love. Well, you know, because I'm, yeah, I feel like I'm getting a little older. I'm getting a little closer. So, yeah. girl, if you out there, you know. <laughs> all right. Next question. Hi, all. Big fan of the show and listen to it religiously. Don't ask for the five-star rating. I've already given it. Mm. Uh, big fan of Marnie, who I heard interviewed on AOC. And I've learned and used OSA because of her. Oh, nice. Here's my problem. I'm the guy you take home to mom, not the guy you just take home. I'm cute, but I'd rather be hot. I've long been convinced that if there are three three guys and two girls, I'll be the one going home alone. How do I increase my sexual value? Interesting that we had Jess on the show for the first half because I believe it. A lot of what she said uh, will actually help this question, this person asking the question. How can I capture the elusive bullshit thing called chemistry that every other <laughs> dirtbag asshole seems to have in space? Can't wait I like to hear how angry he is. Yeah, because that is hot. Yeah. That is That's sexual. how you get chemistry with me. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, to be honest, to answer the question, to get chemistry, it's to be totally honest mm-hmm. yeah. with who you are and with the other person. And own if it. they own it, all, or if, if you own it and then they connect with it, there could be chemistry there if the other factors are in play. Yeah. But if he hides that away, I mean, you might not run into a girl every 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 five girls, you may find an angry girl. It's not going to be super common. But if you say that to the right soul and she connects with it, and then there's the right physical factors, I think that's where chemistry comes into you. play. Yeah, because you have to clear out all the other bullshit. You can't connect to somebody and feel that spark with them if they're pretending to be somebody else or covering up who they are. Be approachable. Yeah. Like, but think, he, he cited sweet William, not bad William. Oh, bad Bill. So oh, he's oh. he wants to be like a little bit, a little bit bad. Right. So right. I, I love everything that, that Kristen just said. Well, of it, course you do. But the thing is, is that for guys who they don't know how to put that out there, like there is no other side that they're covering up. They are just sweet guys. How do they find that sexual side to them? I'm going to put that onto you guys first and then. Chase, you seem answer. like a sweet guy who has a sexual side. I, and and I'm all of that. And sometimes I'm all that. And <laughs> he has a sensual side. I guess. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, well, the R and B in you. Like it's like yeah, I can see it. Yeah, 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 I saw rolls as soon as he came around. I was like, that guy knows what he's doing. Um, but I think it's it's knowing how to be that person. It, it comes about. With, but how do you saying, know how to be that person? I mean, at, at the, you see what success looks like in some senses. You know what bad guys look like. You know how to be a bad guy. It, it's when you're when you're a bad guy or you're a dick in some senses. Then be that that dick but know how to be a dick like there's wrong ways where you can say stuff that'll turn everybody off and right, there's wrong ways asshole. yeah and then there's there's ways that you can say things and everybody will take it jokingly even though you were being brutally honest yeah i think it's also getting really clear on what you enjoy sexually what you enjoy sensually just so that you can actually like touch it for yourself like the things that that you know they don't have to be uh, super dirty or super fetishy, or but if they are, like let them be. Let let it be okay for you. And exactly what Kristen was saying, not you know you don't start saying those things to other women, but you, I hate you, everything. But you can put that energy out there, saying like I I know what I like. I know what I like in the bedroom. I know what I can do to you. That's what you're thinking in your mind, and that's what you're expressing to somebody else, as opposed to trying to cover it up constantly. Like I have all of these fetishes, and they're really mm-hmm. horrible, and like I want to do dirty things to you, but I don't want you to think that or know that I want that for you. So I'm just going to completely cut myself off. It's very similar to what we were saying about you changes know, your entire um uh your changes the energy that puts out yeah. the world. But you know what happens? I think the internet and all that mess it up because now you don't you don't talk about it. You just go onto a site and everybody dressed up like bunny rabbits. Right. So you don't have to go out and right. talk right. to these people. You can do it in your quiet yeah. corner case. Right. And you have your best friend writing sentences for you exactly. or writing your profile for you. So therefore, like that woman isn't even interacting with you. Yeah, so you don't know. So you're so disconnected stuff. that you mm-hmm. don't even, yeah. Totally. Exactly. All right. I'm going to end this show with a testimonial from somebody who wrote in named Zach. Uh, but it's also a lesson for other people that are listening. So I've been listening to a few episodes here. Um, I've been listening to what y- y'all say about asking for numbers. And I pretty much haven't been doing it because it is a little random to ask someone for their number without knowing them. And it can easily come across as desperate. I try to imagine if someone asked me for my number randomly and it would probably be weird. But <laughs> I saw a girl with her two friends at a pub. I usually 
usually go to. I thought she was cute and occasionally looked over and smiled at her and she seemed happy. So I thought that was a good sign. So I hung out with my friends and did my thing. Then when people started to leave, I walked up to the group of girls. I introduced myself to everyone in the group, made some small lighthearted talk about the restaurant and then looked at the girl I had in mind and said, I came up here to ask for your number because I'd regret it if I didn't. She was excited, gave it to me, and we kept talking for a few minutes about our jobs and stuff. Later, I texted her her and she said, it was nice to meet you too. That's actually the first time a guy has ever approached me so forwardly and not in a douchey way. It was refreshing. And she is over 21, so I was kind of amazed. Cool. <laughs> um, so that was very nice to hear. And now we have a dinner date later this week. I wanted to share to let you guys know that first of all, this show rocks. And second, that it is really possible to get a date by just being polite, lighthearted, and direct. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I felt That's really like, what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I felt like shit all day, kind of stressing about life and school and dating. And I wasn't loose from drinking. Definitely not like an I'm the man type of attitude. Point being, I had all kinds of excuses in my head about why I don't get a ton of dates, as I'm sure many men do. But the very same day I was having them, I tried to take some of the advice on the show um, and built up just a little bit of courage to apply it, and it worked. I mean, will it always work? Eh, No, I don't know. Um, It didn't. uh, No, it didn't work over the weekend when some drunk girl forgot she met me, but you got to keep trying, right? Okay, I'm done. Thanks. Cool. Zach. Uh, thanks, Zach. Yeah, that but that, cool. his point is, like he said in the very beginning, okay, I'm very against doing exactly what you said of just being like a good guy and approaching yeah. a girl that I want, but it actually works. Mm-hmm. When you put yourself out there, you're authentic, you're real, you don't cloud yourself with all this bullshit. You, you mo- sometimes, maybe not all the time, will get the response that you want, or at least you'll know, and you won't kick yourself afterwards for not going after what you want. So I thought that was a good way to wrap up the show. But that was Overanalyze This. And for anybody who wants to send in questions, write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. I wanted to thank our guest. Chase, where can we find you? Yes, tell Uh, people where to find you. You can find me at chasecomedy.com. I'm at Chase Comedy on most uh, Twitter and stuff. On Instagram, Instagram. Twitter, about that world. Snapchat, you know, about that world. (laughs) Yeah, and you have a podcast. Oh, and we have a podcast, uh, Keeping It PC, uh, with me and the lovely host, Paige Bryan, where we talk about uh, up-and-coming artists. I love it. Very cool. Um, Well, before we end, I do just want to say, if people are interested in interracial dating and it is hard to approach people, you can go online, of course, where people are already in the world and they're wanting interracial dating. Um, So there's sites, interracialdatingcentral.com, interracialdating.com. It's pretty amazing what you'll find on Google. Interracialpeoplemeet.com. Yeah. I mean, there's tons. So even for anybody else who wants like something specialized, go Google it. Literally, there's like a farmersmeet.com. I know. I've seen, actually, there's television ads for it, which means that there are a lot of people on that site. There's a lot of farmers stuff. That is so weird. There are dating sites for everybody. So go out there, Google and just talk to regular people when you see them yes. walking around the world. Yes, uh, exactly. Don't, just don't depend on that website because yeah. you want to see what they look like in real life That's and true. see what they, yeah. That's true. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting Farmers us. Farmers Photoshop their pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but please help uh, keep us on the air and support us by going onto iTunes, giving us a five-star rating, writing something semi-nice about us so they don't just think that we've bribed you to uh, say positive <laughs> things about us. But keep listening. Um, thank you so much. Everybody's awesome for listening to the show. Again, if you want to write in questions for Overanalyze This that we will overanalyze to death, write them into Ask at Ask Women Podcast. Uh, and new episodes are released every Thursday. Thursday. Please go and subscribe to the show so that you don't have to manually download every single week. Um, and we'll see you guys next week. 